Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with John Osherberger and Brian Sexton. Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Hey, it's time to score. It's time to score. Come on. 16th play of the drive. It started at the four-yard line. Their own four. Quarterback sneak dives toward the end. Don't touchdown. 96. 96. 96 to the gate. And hey, that's 96 yards to the gate. This is baby. Good boy. Keep doing that. Let's go! Starting the Christmas weekend off hot. Starting the Christmas weekend. Coming back with a dub. Merry Christmas! Jamal Agnew mic'd up on Thursday night football at New York. As entertaining, it appears, on the mic as he is on the field. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Jags Drive Time. Brian Sexton along with John Osier heading into Week 17 at a showdown with the Houston Texans on Sunday. Uh, one little bit of news to share with you. Riley Patterson named the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. And for the Jaguars, this is a first. That is, they had uh, a couple weeks ago... The AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Trevor Lawrence, and then the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Sean Jenkins. Now for a third consecutive week, they have a Player of the Week at special teams. It's the first time in the history of the franchise they've hit the trifecta of all three positional awards in that three good. consecutive weeks. Yeah, it, it's impressive. And I, and I approached Riley after the game on, uh, on Thursday, and I think he may have thought that I was sort of coming toward him for a negative story because... Because you were coming at him to talk about anything. Well, yeah, and... Generally, that's when you talk to kickers. When I talked to him, he was sort of kicking himself for the miss. And I was going to him because I thought hitting four out of five in those conditions... Pretty good. Considering the game, 19 to 13, and, and every kick... Unlike some games in the NFL these days, every field goal in that game felt like it was shifting what the Jets had to do to get back in it significantly. I mean, it, it, it was shaping the game. So I thought it was an impressive game. And, and he, he, he's, a young, he's a young kid, hasn't dealt with a ton of media. And I, th it was part of me that wondered if he thought that I was, like, trying to get at a negative angle. Sure. Um, but I, I thought it was a really, really impressive effort. I you really know, did. And it's worth noting, you know, they brought him in here right before the season began. Yeah, remember Kickergate? I, I do. Yeah. I do. And since then, I think he's fourth in the AFC in scoring yeah. and ninth or tenth in the league in overall scoring. Just quietly has gone about his business and has made most big kicks yeah. this season. There's been a few, 
Um, yeah, but overall, he, he had has a little been a nice hiccup, surprise. missed three or four somewhere around midseason. And there's one in in London that he missed. Yeah, every email. Oh, we need to get you know, uh, settled in. He settled in, and I think Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke said, "Okay, we're going to give this guy a chance to show us over a multi-game stretch. Can he come back from this?" He, and again, that was a hiccup. I'm, sure, I'm overplaying it, even mentioning it, but. He's done an impressive job for somebody who was, you know, at a position where people were panicking in training camp. And it was kind of funny. Remember, multiple times Doug said, I've, you know, we've been through this. This yeah. is, you can get a kicker this way. It's not a big deal. And it turned out it wasn't a big deal. And with two games left and potentially the playoffs, expect to hear or see more from Riley Patterson in the coming weeks. Now that we're all settled in, let's hit big things on Wednesday morning here from TIAA Bank Field, and we'll start with theirs for the taking. The AFC South is ripe for the taking this season and beyond as it stacks up with a young quarterback. Things are looking good. I think that... The foundation of who we are has already been set in place. Um, Doug did a great job alluding to what he put up in training camp, a couple of the PowerPoint slides that he had actually um, demonstrated to us in the beginning. So when we laid that foundation, now we don't deviate just because we are you know, the number one spot now. So we stay the course of who we are, we practice our habits, and we execute what we do. And I feel like um, come game time, they will show. One of the staples of this season has been the elimination of some nasty, lingering streaks, like the Jaguars' four years without having a win against an NFC team, or the long losing streak on the road, or the inability to put back-to-back wins together or winning in Nashville. This is the next one, and that is they have lost nine consecutive games to these Houston Texans, and they're ready to put this one to bed. They remember what happened here in October. There's a lot to play for this week, uh, and they beat us last time. So any motivation, like everybody wants to keep our momentum going from the past couple weeks, these wins. So do whatever we need to, to do to keep that going. That's by beating Houston. So everything right now is being put into that game plan of Houston, and then we'll, whatever happens after that is what we'll take care of when that comes. And big thing three is, so what, now what? I think it's the most used big thing this season. And truthfully, we could probably put it in here every single week. All right, next, move on to the next big thing for this football team. As Gus Bradley used to say, treat adversity and prosperity as the same. Both are imposters. Evan Ingram is a guy who's had a lot of prosperity in recent weeks. He's not letting it get to his head. He doesn't see that coming to this team either. We're going to continue to work. We're going to continue to get better and try to improve no matter how many points we score, no matter how many games we win. We take day by day and try to, try to maximize that day. So choose the storyline you want to start with. Um, I think the division it is interesting because it has turned so quickly uh, from midseason when they were third place and the only team they were ahead of was the team that everybody assumes is going to pick number one overall and it feels like a, a, a reboot to where now you really are in control of it and – uh, they are going to be the team quarterback-wise that the rest of the division has to go find a guy to catch right. at this point. And, it, and I don't think that's uh, 
getting too far ahead of yourselves with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's about to become a top five, seven quarterback. Right now he's playing like it. Right. Unless he's unless what I'm seeing is a fluke, he's going to be a top five guy. He's going to be a Pro Bowl, build your franchise around him guy. The rest of the division doesn't have that. No. no, They don't have it on the roster, I don't right. think. Now, Malik Willis might evolve into that. But it, from what we've seen from him so far, he's a long way from being there. And the Colts have been playing rent-a-quarterback, whether it was Phillip Rivers or Carson Wentz. This year, it's Matt Ryan. Uh, the Texans, obviously, will start over at the top of the draft. That's why I started with the fact is that yeah. this division is the Jaguars for the taking I remember the great Colts teams that you covered in the, in the early part of the 2000s It got started. And then every single year, John, they were either in the hunt for the AFC championship or they were at least division champions, yeah. right? And they were a 10, 11, 13 win team. It feels like, and a lot of things have to go right, right? you got to stay healthy. Um, but it feels like that's the window that's opening for this team mm-hmm. right now. And it's it's way, way, way too difficult to predict that it will be like that. But I think it's going to be like that. Well, it's it it's got a chance to be like that. I think bare minimum, it is going to be a situation where every year with Trevor Lawrence, you go in believing you have a chance, and I always hesitate to say you're going to going to run like that because it's really hard to do, and it's really rare. Um, but and it can change so fast. It, two years ago, even when they drafted Trevor Lawrence, I don't think anybody was saying, okay, the Jaguars are going to be the t-, you know. It can change really fast. A team gets a quarterback, you get an injury, boom, it, it's changed like that. But uh, he gives you a chance to to be to start at eight and eight every year, if you right. will. You know, uh, uh, to reach that point and then decide, okay, how healthy we're going to be. Is this a year we can put the roster together? Is this year we get the right matchups in the postseason? You can get to that point of uh, feeling that way because that's really what great quarterbacks do. It. I'm not a big believer in judging quarterbacks' careers on Super Bowls. I'm in the minority there. But I do believe the great ones get you there every year. If you have a 10-year period with a great one, you're going to be there eight or eight or nine times and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, uh, Brady, man, you know all these guys. And Jim Kelly's a great example of a guy. Get there every year. If you get there every year for 10 years – you're going to roll the dice and win a couple. Allow me just a moment of a shameless self-promotion. The story I wrote this week for a historical like perspective. It. Yeah, I know it is, isn't it? Um, Mr. Ozone. The, um, in 2005, the Jaguars went on Christmas Eve to play these Houston Texans, and the situations are so similar. The Jaguars were 10-4 and four and still fighting for wild card because those great Colts teams were way ahead of them in the division standings. And that particular team in Houston was looking at the number one overall pick in the draft, which they ended up with. They took Alfred Williams in 2006, and yet it took the Jaguars three touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to overcome the Houston Texans that Sunday afternoon. That's a little bit different. They had Dar- uh, David Carr, a young quarterback, and they had um, uh, uh, Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson yeah. the uh, the great wide receiver. But it, it don't think that Sunday's game, and the Jaguars, by the way, don't, right? right. They remember that Detroit game a few weeks ago, and – and to a man, the guys that I talked to in the locker room the other day said that Detroit game flipped a switch in this team. They're not going to overlook these Texans. History has an interesting way of repeating itself. I expect a very close game. Not just because the Texans mm-hmm. beat the Titans last week, but the way that they played both the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Well, and they also rightly believe, you know, 
NFL players typically don't look at schedule and record as much as fans and observers do. The Texans have a bunch of guys who have always beaten the Jaguars. Yeah. So when they're preparing, when they're going out on the field, they don't see any great shakes over here. You know, the Jaguars have to prove that away, and that's a big task this week. The key for the Texans the last three weeks in being competitive with great teams and then, of course, beating the Titans, takeaways. They have eight takeaways in the last three games. By the way, the Jaguars also have eight takeaways in the last three games. Let's take a break. We'll talk Texans with Drew Doherty, the television host for those Texans. When we return on a Wednesday morning to Jags Drive Time, Brian Sexton, John Osier with you from Jacksonville. Back after this. We're back on Jags Drive Time, brought to you this Wednesday morning by our friends at Publix. Publix, as you know, is where shopping is a pleasure. Brian and John here on Jags Drive Time, talking Jaguars and Texans. In week 17, and to do that, we bring in our friend Drew Doherty from HoustonTexans.com, Texans TV. He does a little bit of everything in covering that football team. Drew, good morning. Good morning to you guys. How you doing? Good. Nice to see you. Hey, um, last January, the Jaguars were finishing up a horrid season. Uh, obviously, they'd fired the coach. They were going to start the process of starting over again. The Colts rolled in here just needing to win last January, and they didn't. Some could argue that their season this year was off the rails because of that loss that they had here in January. So I guess my question is, last January, the Jaguars had Trevor Lawrence, who would not let his team go to sleep at the end of the season. Who's doing that for the Texans? Because they're wide awake with the way that you've played the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's definitely the defense because you just mentioned it before the break. You know, eight takeaways the last three games – they're plus six in turnover differential in those last three games. I mean, they were minus six on the season going into that that uh, Cowboys game, and then they come out of it, uh, you know, on Tuesday after getting all that 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 uh, that flurry of takeaways, and they're plus two, and they're you know they're kind of on their way back up. That had been one of the few things that a Lovey Smith defense and a Lovey Smith football team had done well last year. They were actually positive um, in takeaway. Or turnover differential, despite what the record was. So they've been getting the ball back. They've been getting the ball away. And then this wacky two-quarterback system, which I've never really seen work as successfully as this has. And you can't, can't really say it's too successful because they're one and two since they've started doing it. But it just gives teams a different thing that they've got to prepare for with Jeff Driscoll, who you guys know a little bit about, um, you know, a little bit of a time there at Florida. But it's mainly been the takeaways and then just kind of a, a different offense with the two uh, two QB system and some really good special teams plays. I mean, there at the end of the Titans game uh, on Saturday, they down a punt inside the five, and that made it tough on Malik Willis. You know, he's still learning the game as a rookie quarterback. So kind of those three things. But like you said, the defense getting the takeaways mainly. Uh, dig down a little bit offensively for me. What uh... – when this team's moving the ball, what mm-hmm. can they do? Meaning the Texans. Well, it's, that's, what, that's what it is. They move the ball. You know, they're not going to hit you with quick strike stuff and end a drive after two or three plays. I mean, it's going to be a methodical thing, uh, which works, which is good. Um, but you're going to get some runs when, you know, when, when Damian Pierce is not on the field because his season's done. He's on the injured reserve. But you're going to get a, a kind of a, 
committee of guys, Dario Gumbawale, Royce Freeman, last weekend, he got you about three yards per carry. Whether you needed one yard, whether you needed 10 yards, it's kind of like the old Walt Garrison joke for the, the Cowboys in the 60s. But it, it's just one of those offenses that they'll utilize the tight ends, and it'll be a different tight end each week. You know, last week it was Brevin Jordan coming up with a big pass. Jordan Akins has been the most consistent of the tight ends, and he's kind of had his best season as a professional. He was drafted in 2018. So it's one of those type of things. And now they've sprinkled back in Brandon Cooks. He was out for about a month. He had he went on the field. So he caught a touchdown pass late in that game on Saturday. So they're getting help from all different types, but there's nobody they're feeding. There's no DeAndre Hopkins, clearly, on this team. There's no Andre Johnson. There's no... Arian Foster now that Damian Pierce is on the on the sidelines. So it's kind of a, a group effort. And it's starting at quarterback, a group effort at quarterback. Hey, Drew, let's flip it over to the defensive side. Every time I looked up the other day, Jonathan Grenard was in the quarterback's face. Yeah. So mm-hmm. where else is pressure coming from or plays coming from on the defensive side of the ball? Because there's not the Jadavian Clowney and the J.J. Watt over there that yeah. used to wreck game plans. It looks like that's by committee also. Yeah, quiet giant in the middle is Malik Collins. He's a defensive tackle. You know, when the Texans were at their very, very worst this season, it's been a bad season. You you have a dozen losses. It's been a bad year. But when they were at their worst, at their lowest, they were getting smoked on the ground. And that's when he was out. He was injured early on in the Raiders game right after the bye and missed about two, three, four games. And the Texans just had no answer for anybody on the ground. He's back. He's playing really, really well. And he's getting after the quarterback. He's plugging things up in the middle. You know, Lovey Smith said in the offseason, this guy's the engine of our defense. He's the three-technique defensive tackle, and he's been playing really, really well. But also guys getting some pressure. Some some guys who have, are pretty long in the tooth, like Jerry Hughes. He's got eight sacks. You got Mario Addison. He'll contribute a little bit. He was inactive last Saturday, but he's he's had some some games. He led the Bills in sacks last year up in Buffalo. So you're getting it from all over. And then also in the front seven, Christian Harris, the rookie linebacker. You guys didn't see him the first time around. He's he's playing lights out and just keeps getting better each game. Does this team, uh, meaning the Texans, um, they've beaten the Jaguars nine games in a row. Uh, yeah. But I also have experience with – seasons like the Texans are going through there's so much going on maybe that sort of a thing doesn't uh hold much water as a game approaches what's your take on how they feel about this game it, it is that streak important to them or is there just too much else going on to worry about it uh you guys know I mean I think they can hardly remember what they ate yesterday at lunch right. I mean I, let alone a streak um I think they, they're just trying to put great film on tape man you know they are great play on tape um you know, they're professionals, and some of them don't know if they're going to play football ever again, and they don't want that to happen. Some of them don't know if they're going to play for the Texans, but they do want to play here next year. So they're just pl- trying to put put great film on tape or f- play on film. <laughs> I'm mixing these things up. But, you know, they're just pros. I, I, I don't think that streak means anything to them. I don't know how much it means to the Jags, but um, you got you got to remember, a lot of these guys weren't even here last year, let alone – two, three years ago when that thing was really churning. 
Yeah, it's the same thing here. There are some players who have been around enough to kind of understand they haven't beaten the Texans, but overall yeah. they're not worried. They they just want to keep rolling towards what they hope is a division title. They're tired of being asked the question, to be honest with you, about games dating back way beyond them. How about just a final thought, Drew? You've covered that team for a long time, and I, I would imagine there was probably no one more fun to cover than J.J. Watt. He announced his retirement yeah. yesterday. Can you just give us a little soliloquy on uh, what Watt meant to the Texans and, and uh, anything you want to share about? Greatest player in franchise history. Uh, his play, has the greatest play in franchise history with that pick six. Hit a missile at his face from point blank range. Andy Dalton, he catches it, rumbles into the end zone, and it was an absolute party the rest of the way through that game. And then he said, you know, I, I did, I've done some, you know, events with him off the clock and where he's spoken to folks and he kind of takes any question and he said his best game was the next week when the Texans actually lost in the playoffs to the Ravens. And he had multiple sacks, multiple tackles for loss. This was a, you know, a knockdown drag out. But he really set the tone. Uh, I met him at the airport the morning after he was drafted. And he set the tone for what he was going to do because we're following him. Got him mic'd up. We're in the limo. He gets out. He comes up to the, the offices. He meets Wade Phillips and the defensive line coach and the rest of the defensive staff. And after they exchange pleasantries, Wade's like, well, you want to go downstairs and get some food? And he's like, no, I, uh, I know my time is limited. Cause this is in the middle of the lockout. They had that one day where everybody was in the building and then they were locked out and they didn't know when they were coming back. He said, no, I, I know my time's limited. Can we just go in the, the playbook and see what I need to start working on? And, and they were kind of like, okay. And they went into the defensive meeting room. They got some sandwiches up there. Anyway, he got fed, but it really set that tone because you knew this guy was different and boy, howdy, was he different? I mean, who knows what he's going to do next? I, I imagine there's going to be some Hollywood in him. I mean, he's hosted Saturday night live. So he was just a, uh, a terrific, terrific performer on and off the field and, um, you know, salute to a phenomenal career. And I imagine the Texans will waste no time and put him in uh, the ring of honor and get him going. You would think so. Yeah. There's, there's not been any, uh, not been anything uh, said yet, but yeah, he, I would, I would imagine he goes in next season. You know, I don't think there's going to be any hesitation on our part. Drew Doherty, we certainly appreciate your time. Happy Good to be uh, with you guys. I always, happy New always Year. love it. See you Sunday. Thanks, Drew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Drew Doherty from HoustonTexans.com, the television host for those folks down there in Texan land. We'll take a break. Come back with this or that. By the way, Jaguars Game Day Radio, which is coming up on Sunday, is brought to you by the folks at Vistar. Vistar reminds you to do good and bank better. This is Jags Drive Time on a Wednesday morning from TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower 
power further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Price.com is the easiest way for you to save money. With comparison shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one, it's free. Try Price.com today. And you know the drill on a Wednesday morning, this or that. And we start with you, Mr. Osier. I need to read the graphic. Oh, come on. This is the easiest one of the week. Oh, uh, rest stars, play stars. Um, You know, it's generally speaking, I'm for arresting when you can. Uh, because I'm not a big believer in the, uh, you know, people like to say, well, if you rest them, then all of a sudden you're talking about a letdown the next week. And uh, my theory on that is the, quote, letdowns, well, they happen in the postseason. But when you're playing good teams, you're more apt to have a letdown because the other team's good too. Uh, teams have good games and bad games. Uh, there was always debate when I was covering the Colts because they – would you know most years they would have stuff clinched by the end of the season and they would pull their starters to get them rest for the playoffs and they lost some playoff games but they were also playing much better teams than they usually did during the regular season so sometimes they lost uh this week i don't think you rest stars this week if you're the jags because there are wild card possibilities out there most likely uh It'll depend on end of game, but by the time you're done playing the game, you know, all that, it's going to be alive. But mostly because if you win Sunday, then you set yourself up to not only get in as a AFC South champion by beating Tennessee, but by tying Tennessee. Do you, does, does the Tennessee Cowboys game tomorrow night have any bearing at all on your decision? Uh, what, what the Titans do in it? Yep. Meaning if the Titans are beaten... No real incentive there. Well, does that impact you at all? The only thing you might play into it is if the Titans rest all their guys, then all of a sudden they've got two weeks rest coming in. Right. But I don't think you can worry about that. They're playing. They're playing so many backups right now. Anyway, it's not like they can rest that yeah, many guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, mathematically, from what I can tell and from what I have read, that game doesn't matter in terms of the AFC South. It doesn't have any anything no. to do with it. But. Um, and there may be one thing with a tie, but my understanding is it's the tie part that's intriguing to me because, meaning, if you win this week against the Texans, then tying Tennessee, it can get you in as well. That may not seem like a big deal because t- games don't usually end in ties, but if that game's close and you're in overtime and and all of a sudden you know you can get in by playing for a tie, right? That's not that extreme a possibility. Games go into overtime, and it, if that can help your strategy somehow by by killing the clock, and not having to take a chance, um, I my sense is that Doug he 
the first time he was asked about this, he mentioned getting nine wins. I think there's such a momentum here that that's going to trump everything else. Yep. And my sense is also, if there's one guy or two that's really beat up, uh, then you might pull one guy, maybe uh, maybe Sheriff, who's been, who's really been dealing with stuff. Somebody like that, maybe. But I don't think you're going to have a baseball hat game. Uh, I can't really add a lot to it other than this. If, if you happen to have a lead in the third quarter, well, let's see a little of the old college game, right? Let's see oh, C.J. Sure. Beathard in the game. Let's get Trevor out. You know, But again, in the NFL, you can only sit so many guys because on an active roster of 45. Plus in the NFL, we, teams come back, yeah, man. Absolutely I mean, you know, they do. So, yeah. But only if you find yourself in that situation. Okay, here's mine, and this is Doug Peterson or Trevor Lawrence, who right now is more difficult to plan for. And I say this because... I really, I've always enjoyed watching Kyle Shanahan and the way he sets up offenses, and his father, Mike, before that. And to watch Doug Peterson right now is to watch a master. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Trevor Lawrence is playing at such a high level, scratching your head going, (laughs) who's more difficult for me to plan for if I'm the head coach, the quarterback, or the other head coach? Yeah, it's it's tough because it's so intertwined. I mean, it's... uh... It's sometimes hard to know if you're planning for Trevor Lawrence or Doug Peterson. It's sort of one and the same. I think the I think the bigger point is they're really hard to game plan for right now. I bet they are. And he is, you know, for seven weeks, I'm getting questions about, well, I thought they were going to use the tight end. Why aren't they using the tight end more? And Doug kept saying, it's not about a single position. The, and you could almost hear him saying, we'll get to it. Yeah. It's there. It's going to happen. And sure enough, the tight end's a huge part of the offense. And I thought – Early in the in the first half against New York, um, I texted a friend of mine and said he he is game planning Fantasy. the you know what out of this game. Uh, not a knock on Salah, but I thought you saw Doug Peterson's experience. Four days rest, he knew exactly what to go for, exactly what to go after. Um, he, he's, he's a route. really good coach. The little drag route with Evan yeah, Ingram with the was, quick read. I mean, I'm enjoying watching him. Set the tone for the game. The game within that the play, game, yeah. right, to watch the way that Doug is playing the chessboard. Uh, and by the way, talking to guys in the locker room this week, uh, they all know it. They all know what advantage they have with this coach. And Jamal Agnew said to me on Monday, he can't wait to get in here on Wednesdays yeah. and get his look at the playbook and the game plan to understand what Doug has got planned for that week's opponent. I'm always a big believer, Brian, that uh, for the most part, it's players, not plays. Um, and that most coaches, many, many coaches, sort of all are in the in a big group. But that's intertwined, intertwined also. Right. But, but a lot of them are all in a big group. You know? But as in anything in life, the top two or three and the, and the bottom two or three, yep. sometimes the bottom two or three are really bad. Sometimes the top two or three are really good. Doug Peterson might be one of those top two top or three, three in terms of play calling that makes a big difference. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up Wednesday's show, a preview of Thursday action as we approach a very pivotal game for the Jaguars. Okay, I get it. It's not as pivotal as winning the division, but in terms of momentum and playing well and breaking a nine-game streak, it's meaningful. A break, and then we come back and wrap up the show after this. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory, maybe a holiday special, and they add Go Jags. Now time now to name our Florida Lottery High School Athlete, and it's Peyton Miller. She's proven academic excellence, dedication to the community, and demonstrated leadership 
on and off the field. The Bright Future Scholarship Program, which is primarily funded by the Florida Lottery, assists students in pursuing post-secondary educational and career goals. Peyton attends Ridgeview High School. She's involved with flag football, cross-country, and basketball, an impressive 3.5 GPA, and hopes to attend either UNF or UCF, and she is a senior. Brian and John, back to wrap it up. All right, I kind of flubbed as we went to the last break, saying a pivotal game, and it isn't really in the pure sense of the word because we just got done explaining how it's not going to decide that much, but it feels pivotal, John, because this franchise has not beaten that franchise, and because when they've had opportunities before to stake a claim to something like the division, they haven't quite got it done. Yeah, and and, uh, again, uh, Doug will talk at 1030, and I'm sure he'll get in a little bit of his thoughts on how to approach this game, but I'd be surprised if he approaches it much different with a with a more veteran team than maybe you say okay we're going to pull back and know they can get it going again but this team you know this team hasn't won that long you know like up until a month ago we were talking about this team as a struggling team couldn't figure out uh momentum is often the next day starting pitcher the old thing but i think with this team there is some momentum and uh i there's a little bit of a of a feeling among some emailers to me of, well, I've gotten many emails. As a matter of fact, well, we got this. Tennessee's not playing well. We're in the playoffs, and you know that's not hold tight. <laughs> well, no, it, because that game, if it's for everything, it is going to be tough. I mean, that team knows how to play. They have veteran players, and I don't think Doug Peterson's thinking that way. And no. I don't think he wants any of that to seep in. So I I think the pedal will stay down. All right. And that'll do it for our show. Tomorrow we'll be back with a Thursday edition. We'll have big things. We'll have around the locker room. We'll have he will, he won't, he might. And a preview of Sunday's showdown at NRG Stadium in Houston. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great Wednesday. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.